on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella This is the show for the real and sake of out of the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, I'm just gonna get right into it today We have 75 hard verses, alright You saw that on the thumbnail and on the title I don't need to break any surprises, but I got my buddy here, Connor Cozen, who I've been talking to on and off for a long, long time on the internet. He's here in studio to do a little 75 hard verses. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. How are yeah, you? Good. Life's good. Good, man. So we keep these episodes pretty short. I know you and I could get, get on to talking about business and, and what's going on uh, for hours and hours. You guys have pivoted during COVID, you know, um, started your own mortgage broker, you know, business, doing very well. Uh, and we could talk about that in its own right. But really, man, I want to get right into the 75 Hard program. You know, you've done a killer job over, over. I mean, fuck, bro, what's it been now? How many years? I mean, I've been fucking lifting weights for 20 years. Yeah, but when we, you've years. been doing 75 Hard. I started at the beginning of this year. Yeah. I mean, oh, I've really? always, yeah, it was January. Is when no I made, made this switch, and it was really to work with Cody, my business partner, um, and my best friend. Like he was like, "Hey, I want to do this." I wasn't even really thinking about it; I'd already known about it, and I was like, "This couldn't be a better time." Yeah, with what was going on in my life? So it was January of when I actually started. So I have phase three in December. That's out. awesome, dude. Yeah. So when you say, um, when you say, for what was going on in my life, let's let's go let's go there. What was the reason that you decided this was going to be something that you wanted to take on? Yeah, I think because um, like I, you had, like you said, bro, you've yeah. been lifting, you stay in My shape, you know, like, yeah. So why? Why now? And why yeah. this? I, I've been thinking about that a lot, actually, because I think that I'm a completely different maybe spectrum of people that are either thinking about doing 75 hard or have heard about it and think mm -hmm. it's not for them because they're in shape. Mm -hmm. I think there's a different level between like people like you or like B should like maybe needed to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I think that people look at it as like the worst thing, right? It's like a challenge to lose weight. Like mm -hmm. that's not what it fucking is. Like I didn't need to lose any weight. I really didn't even need to get in better shape in my mind. Um, but it wasn't really the physical part for me. You said something a while back and it was, you know, show me your fucking bank account, show me your body, show me your business, show me your relationships, and then I'll take advice from you. That's right. And I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, I'm in pretty good shape. And then I was like, my relationships suck right now. And I'm drinking like more than I know I should be. And I kept just messing up relationship after relationship. And I was like, it's not the people that I'm with, it's me. And I'm like, something's going on here. And we always make the joke, me and Cody was like, if Priscilla says that it works, it probably fucking works. <laughs> you should probably try it. So he had tried to do it um, a few times and I was like, I can do this with you. Let's do it. But for me, it was really, I was in fairly good shape. I knew I would get in better shape. Um, and I'll talk about like my fitness journey and whatnot later. But I mean, I competed and did a bodybuilding show when I was like 19, but it was teens. Um, and I just wasn't for me, but I was always in good shape. But I knew that my relationships needed work. My business needed work. My finances needed work, things like that. And I think that that was a big problem for me. So the reason that I got into it was because I heard you say that. And I was like, I need to round out some shit. Like, well, I'm not perfect. Neither mm -hmm. you. There's a long way to go. But I knew I needed to round out my shit. I couldn't just be in shape and use that as a crutch. Like, I think you used your business as a crutch for not being in shape. Absolutely. And you realize, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, and that, Absolutely, that I did, bro. A hundred percent. I, you know, dude, 
you're running a nine figure business at 350 pounds. That's not a fucking win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm drinking every day. I'm fat as fuck. I have problems with my relationships, problems, not, you know, my marriage, but you know, friendships and just in general, I'm fucking angry. You know what I mean? And, um, I can relate a lot to that. I appreciate you understanding, uh, very clearly that this is not a fitness program. You know, I think that's cool to have someone on, on the, on the show talk about like that because, so many people do think that it's a uh, it's a weight loss challenge, or I mean, bro, you see yeah. it. Like some of the shit that I see these people say on the internet is absurd shit. You know, um, when you started, when you started the program, what were you expecting to get? Was it just the ex- expectation that you were going to uh, sharpen up these other areas? I don't know. I really don't know if I knew what to expect. I knew I was going to get in some pretty damn good shape because I I know my body very well. And like I did a macro-based diet, uh, diet probably a little bit more extreme than anyone probably mm. has on the yeah, program. You're fuck, I kinda, you're fucking shredded. I treat, yeah, I was like 3.6% yeah. body fat at the end of it. It was not maintainable, but I got yeah. down pretty low. Um, but yeah, I mean, I treated it like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this, but I have a lot of respect for you. And I was like, all right, if somebody's where I want to be, and a lot of the aspects of where I want to be, I'm going to fucking take advice from them and I'm going to do it. And I looked at it as I'm going to do it exactly the way I always laugh, like not one chocolate chip, you yeah. eat one fucking chocolate chip, you put it back. Like I'm a psycho like yeah. that. Like you and me are very similar when it's like, that was, I listened to 208 again, 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 before I did it, had my girlfriend listen to it. So you understand what I'm doing, have my family listen. Like, this is what I'm doing. So you'll never ask me questions, but I didn't know what to get, but I knew like, I'm going to get in better shape. I know my relationships are going to benefit. I need to fix something and I need to stop drinking. That was a big part of it because the social drinking is so easy. Like Sal's talked about it. Like people come in town, you go out and you have drinks and things like that. We were in mortgages and mortgages like finance. You drink on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays and then growing up. In it's finance, part of the business. That's what you people do. People don't understand that. Like yeah. it's not like, dude, when you're running a business like that, you know, part of the business is the networking aspect that you're going to have to, you're going to have to do. Correct. You know, we, we have people in here every single day that, you know, want to go to dinner or want to yeah. do the thing. And for you guys, it's no different. It's just, a, it's, it's over the weekend building relationships, you know, yeah. and people don't understand that's a cultural norm inside the building of businesses. So it's very hard to get away from that when you're so focused on the business, because you don't want to be the weirdo yeah. who's, who's like sitting with the guys uh, that you're potentially going to do business with and being like, yeah, I'm not going to drink. And then you're socially rejected because you're not doing the thing. Yeah. But you know what I found out, and what I would like to hear your take on this yeah. is, uh, you know, not drinking actually puts yourself in a in a state of leverage over everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It makes yeah. instead of you feeling like, oh, you're socially awkward, it also it makes them look at you like a leader and 100%. like someone who's in control of their thing. So I found it to be super beneficial. Yeah, it, it rises you above people, and they're going to come with you. And I've told him like, people are either going to come with you or they're not, and that's okay. Like I'm okay with losing people. Like I've definitely changed from the people that I hang out with a ton. And it doesn't mean that I don't like those people. It doesn't mean you can't be friends with those people. I'm just on a different path than they are right now. And I'm completely fine with that. And even doing 75 hard, I had a lot of people were like, well, you know, some of my closest friends were, well, the second workout, like 45 minutes outdoors, like I can run pretty damn far in 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's not the, the time, it's not the distance, it's what you're doing it for. It's to be away from technology, it's to be outside, it's to be alone with your thoughts, it's to exercise. I just knew like being outside, doing different things like that. I didn't care if I wasn't 
drinking with people. I knew that people, the right people would come with me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because now your business is doing so much better. My business is doing so much better. Our entire office is so much better off. My office is down 220 pounds this year. Dude. It's unbelievable. Everybody in that office, I've had half the office is on 75 harder, completed it. Cody completed it with me. There's a funny story. We were laughing on the plane. There's a kid that works with us. And uh, the first day he was there, one of the first days, I was like, hey, does anybody want Starbucks? And I just drink black coffee with ice. Like I'm drinking it for the content, not the taste. Like I just want the fucking caffeine. Mm-hmm. And that's, we all drink black coffee. And he goes, yeah, can I get a vanilla bean frappuccino? And I just said, no. <laughs> and that was it. And no one else asked for a coffee. And then I got to the office. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I knew exactly what it was. I drank it when I was six. And I was like, yeah, we don't drink that shit in here, buddy. And he's down like 45 pounds now. And he changed life. And his wife's come up to me and been like, I'm so appreciative of what you've done. So I mean, to back to what was I going to get out of it? I knew that it would help everybody around me, but I knew for me, I didn't really know what to get out of it, but I knew that I could bring people with me and I'm disciplined, but I need to try to get closer to your level of discipline. I respect everything that you do. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I appreciate it, man, but I think you're doing just fine. How old are you? I turned 30 yesterday. Bro, you're fucking, I'm 14 years older than you. I know you're You're doing fucking great. (laughs) Yeah, you're doing fucking great, bro. Yeah, it's awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah. Remember, I didn't figure this shit out until I was like 38. I know. You know what I mean? Think where you're going to be in 14 years. I'm coming. Yeah, I know yeah, you are. I'm going to come hang out with you. Yeah. And say, hey, let me let me, <laughs> let me me in on some little, little of that. Look, dude, uh, dude, here's what I love about that the most, man, is that you guys are bringing your people with you. 100%. That's the best part about that, man. Like yeah. you, you guys own a company where people come in and they work and they learn and they're getting exposed to this whole entire different level of development that you're not going to get at most places. Like, bro, you're not getting that at any other mortgage business in the world, right? No, And I'm sure there's a couple guys listening that are like, well, fuck you. I own a mortgage business. I keep my people. Okay, yeah. good for you too. Yeah. But it's rare. Yeah. All right? And I'm cool with that. I want. Yeah. I hope that other brokerages look at us and they're like, yo, we need to take some tips and points from those guys. Like, there's tons of business for everybody. I want them all to be successful. But we're building men inside our office and yeah. that's what we need in this country. And we're building men. And the first thing you got to do is get your ass in shape. Yeah. I always tell my guys, I told them when we flew out here for my birthday, I'm like, the only thing I want from you guys, is I want you to make a shitload of money and I want you to be in shape. So your kids inherit those habits. That's all I want. Bro, like, that's we'll build awesome. men in there. They can write loans. We'll teach them that stuff later, but I'm trying to build things. And we have younger guys in there. His brother works for us and he's 24 years old the other day. And I'm like, dude, I've made so many mistakes in the last 10 years. And luckily, like I was able to make a little bit of money when I was younger, spent all of it. And I learned that lesson. So I'm just trying to teach these guys. Some of them are a lot older than me. Hey, these are the lessons that really fucked me up. And 75 hearts helped me fix a lot of them. And I just fixed them. It's not like last 10 years, I've been great. I've been fixing a lot of stuff, but I'm trying to teach these guys, Hey, these are the things that I've done. Don't make the same mistakes, save your money, do these things. And you have to be in shape, like personal excellence. Like you and me talk about it all the time. Like you can't be good at work when your relationships are a shit show or your body is out of shape because you're not confident. You have no confidence in your stress and your mind is everywhere else. I need you focused at work. And the first thing is being in shape. Yeah, bro. It's everything. You know, people, people really, I discounted that for a long time, dude. I thought, yeah. I thought as long as I was making money and as long as I was running my business, that I could use the excuse and say, yeah, dude, I'm working a hundred hour weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I thought that was a, and real talk, I mean, okay, 98% of people buy that shit, right? 100%. Like you're rolling up in a Rolls Royce and you're doing well yeah. and and you're fat and people are going to be like, yeah, he's fat, but he's also killing it. Yeah. 
and and that's acceptable. But at the at some point in time, you have to be real with yourself, and you've got to like analyze the entire package. Yeah. And you know, winning in one area of life is not a win. You know, that means you're that means you're proficient in one little part of the entire puzzle. And while that's good, because most people aren't proficient in any of the parts, yeah, um, it's not a win. And you know, for me, man, I think. Just coming to that realization, that happened to me in about 2014, 15. And it took me a while to figure it out in terms of what that actually meant. But I think just coming to that level of awareness is a massive step forward for most people. You know, most people never think like, man, I really need to have my stuff together in order for me to like do what I'm trying to do. And because of that, what ends up happening, bro, is these people live their whole lives in a body that they, they're not happy with, making an income they're not happy with, in a, with a relationship they're not happy with, with friends they're not happy with, and they kind of look around and they're like, well, fuck, this is what I got. And it doesn't have to be that way, you know? And, and dude, what I really appreciate about both of you sitting here right now um, is the fact that you're so dedicated to bringing the other people with you, man. Because, dude, that is, that is the ultimate, that's what we need right now in the world. We need especially young leaders like you guys who are understanding what's going on, who are saying, okay, business is business, but first off, let's get the, let's get the vessel right. You know, let's get your mind right. Let's get your body right. Let's get your, your character right. Let's get your integrity right. Let's get your confidence right. Let's get yourself. And then yeah. that unlocks all the potential to go into business and kill it, you yeah. know? And, and dude, like, you know, I, I can't say this without it sounding like I'm bragging, but you know, I thought I was quote unquote rich, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, I had no idea. I had no idea how much better it was going to make my life to start taking these things serious. 100%. And, and not just from a financial standpoint, but from in every direction, you know, friendships, relationship, uh, you know, how I feel about myself. And until we could truly get these things unlocked, I mean, dude, if you really look back to to what you're able to accomplish before that it's almost like you look back and you're like holy shit i can't believe i was able to do that i can't believe i was there yeah yeah like it shows you like like we're actually pretty capable even when we're not trying that hard you know right, what i mean 100 yeah, yeah. hard work will get you pretty far yeah but it's being in shape is everything i mean it's what you put in your mind right you talked about the other day like what you put in your mind is most important thing yeah i've just completely switched i love music i've tattoos music all over my body like i love yeah. music but now when i drive to work i listen to you or i listen to ed or i listen yeah. to deer deck or somebody on yeah. the way in oh Rob's and awesome. then i drop that to the yeah. guys in the office and cody does the same thing and that's what our message is in the morning like oh this is really good i'm not coming up with all of it like i'll tweak certain things but yeah. i'm getting it from you guys um i think now, where like, are you guys at words like scott's arizona biltmore okay. area cool yeah Kind of Phoenix, built more word. Sal and them were hiking Camelback. Were you there? Not this year. I wasn't. I didn't think so. I went the year before. Yeah, I drive down that road every morning, and yeah, it's funny that. You guys ever do it? Yeah, it's hard as fuck, bro. It It is hard. It is hard. I'm glad you said that. I'm in pretty good shape. It is hard. Yes. Yeah. You know Corey Upton Fitness. You follow him, anyways. Yeah. 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 So he's my trainer, and I'll talk about trainers in a second. But he would always be like, "Hey, let's go hike." We would do it every Tuesday morning. But then it got to the point I was telling DJ, it's like we're not actually hiking together. Like you're just fucking running up the mountain. And you're just waiting for me to get to the top. Like, yeah. It is very hard. Yeah. It's not like DJ was just talking. He's like, that's a bullshit mountain. Did he tell you the like, story about it, dude? No. So we we, we showed up <laughs> like a half an hour earlier than everybody else the first time we went out there to do it. 
And we started up the mountain because I was like, all right, well, we're going to have to start because it was like 250 people that were doing it with us. And I'm like, we're going to have to start or we're going to get caught up in the conversation and it's going to be like way harder. So we started and we got like, we, we went up the part, you know, where there's the, the, the rail. handrail. Yeah. The rail. Yeah. We, we went up the part and we got like, I don't know. A, I don't know. Maybe 10 minutes past that. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm like pretty gassed and I'm looking at DJ and I'm like, we pull off to the side of the trail and I'm like, man, I'm like, we got to be like almost there, bro. <laughs> like, no, it's deceitful. Dude. Like, there's like these, these walls and you're like, that's definitely it. And yeah. then there's another set of yes. walls, another set of walls. And so we look up, dude, yeah. and there's like this line of, it looks like ants, like way oh, yeah. up there. Oh yeah. And he's like, no man, that's it. I'm like, that's gotta be a different trail, man. That's not, <laughs> not the same one. He's like, no, that's it. And I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. And so it's like, hard. as I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I wonder if I could just go down and I'll pretend like I just went up there. Like I was being a total bitch. Oh yeah. It's and, hard. And fucking right. As I started thinking that the guy, the people pulled up, uh, <laughs> like right behind us from the group and they're like, Andy, are you already done? And I'm like, thinking about it fuck i'm like no i gotta still like i couldn't like i could now dude 10 years ago i would have bitched out and been like oh yeah, yeah i already yeah. went and did it but dude I w- it's hard fuck it is hard it is i always laugh because Corey's. uh you always talk about the trainer thing i wanted to bring this up is he uh was training me during 75 hard yeah and you're always like trainers are like oh it's bad for you it's hard to drink too much water he was like this is fucking awesome because it was so good for his business yeah. too like yeah he was the main person that like posted my stuff i think you may have even seen it on his story but he was like look at the transformation you know, Connor did through 75 hard and he was like the greatest thing ever for his business. And he's one of the best trainers in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, he is very well known. He's IFBB pro. Like, you know, he's, it's the, tra- the tra- yeah. good trainers understand it. Uh-huh. They understand. Yeah. Here's the difference. You got a lot of internet trainers that are like very hungry to like push their way onto you. Right. Correct. So like, if it's not their way, they got to attack it because they think it threatens what their way is. Yeah. But the good trainers, the trainers who actually understand what the fuck they're doing, they understand that it's an open protocol program where you can program in the diet, you can program in the training, and it's guaranteed to produce tremendous results, and the trainers utilize it to produce those results. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's the best thing you can do for your business. Yeah, but like it is it is funny because you know the, the personal trainer internet scene is... It is what it is. I've never understood that whole thing. Like, if you can't go to the gym on your own, you're going to hire somebody online to pick you up. If they're not physically there, I've just never understood that part. Yeah. I always always said the biggest pet peeve, too, is you look in the gym and you're like, why is that guy training people? Like, I've just always had a thing. Like, it's kind of why I look up to you. Like, if you don't have the things that I want, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, taking advice from a trainer is not in good shape doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think there's way more trainers that understand what we're talking about than don't. I agree. Um, but it's the new, it's the newer ones. It's the ones trying to make a name for themselves. And they always come on and they fucking bash 75 hard and then they get fucking Crushed. destroyed. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful thing. It's a terrible idea yeah. to do that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, I, you know, I don't know what that is. Like what I, it's, it's weird because not just the trainer thing, but the online advice thing. And, you know, just like even in entrepreneurship or anything, it's like, dude, like a lot of you guys just must be a glutton for your own punishment. Like it makes very, very simple sense to me, common sense that like, I'm not going to listen to someone who hasn't done what it is I'm trying to do. And it's like the internet has become this thing where everybody's giving their two cents, everybody's giving their advice, and nobody's stopping to ask, has this person ever done this? 
Have they ever actually built anything? Where could I order their products? My favorite what thing business do they have? Where are their employees? Where is their headquarters? What do they look like? What's their lifestyle look like? It's like all these qualifying questions. It's almost like they don't get asked anymore. And people are just like, oh, I like what that guy has to say. So I'm yeah. going to follow him. Yeah. It's like, well, listen, dude, if you really want to get results, you're probably not going to like what most of the people have to say to you because it's going to be hard. It's going to be something that you're not... That's what a good coach does. A good coach tells, tells you, you the like, truth. yes, hey, motherfucker, you're, I mean, dude, look, I don't coach people directly, but if I did, I could promise you, you probably wouldn't like what I had to say most of the time, you know? And, and I don't understand what that is. Is that, is that just internet culture? Is that like, I mean, I is it's it, just people don't, I mean, culture is different now, is right? Is this just like, dumb motherfuckers? People are like, lazy. Is that what we're talking about here? Like people, people are just lazy too. I mean, you always oh, say you can get DoorDash to your door in 10 minutes, right? Yeah, but, so people want bro, abs in 10 minutes. Yeah, but bro, how can you look at someone who's not done what it is you want to do and then take their advice seriously? I don't know. Like, I, I don't never, know either. I think it's complete common sense. It blows my mind. Yeah. I, I always, I've thought about this lately. If Instagram turned off, right? Cause it's a business and business is closed. If for some reason, Instagram turned off, could you survive and pay your bills? Yeah. There's a lot of motherfuckers right now that would just be completely toast. Yeah. Or if their internet went down in their city, if something went wrong, like yeah. it happens in other countries yeah. for a month, you'd be toast. Yeah. You guys, we'd be fine. Yeah. We do it. We do everything by the phone. Phones are fine. Yeah. I don't need the computer. Yeah. Like, I don't, like we're fine. It's yeah. Instagram. Everything goes down, we do could toast. be turned over into, in, could be turned over into in person in 24 hours. Dude. Retail. And yeah. that's a good thing. Like we think about that. We work off certain types of leads and we're like, if these go down, if Instagram goes down, we we're not online coaches. Like yeah. we're good. Yeah. We'll be fine. Business is still going to roll. Yeah. I, I really admire that from your standpoint. Cause you don't have to have retail. Yeah. You can do totally well online, but you're still running it. Yeah. So yeah. dude, what do you think when you think about 75 hard and what, what you've gained from it? I mean, what's been the biggest difference for you? I keep coming back to relationships. Um, I've been with the same girl for three years. Like, kind of on and off and it's completely my fault because I was working on relationships, right? So I've always been in good shape. That was something like, like fitness for my whole life. Um, I felt like I drank too much because of the industry that we were in, but I just used that as, as an excuse that mm -hmm. everybody does it. Mm -hmm. And my relationships were suffering because I was like, didn't want to settle down, wanted to keep drinking, wanted to keep partying, doing these certain things. But I mean, drinking water's easy, right? You don't gain a lot from that besides being healthy. And it's very easy to do if you're committed to it. Um, but the biggest things for me is my relationships. Like I feel so well-rounded in everything right now and I'm not perfect and never going to be. There's a million things. Yeah. Right? That's the whole point of this. But I feel like my relationship is better than it's ever been. Um, my girlfriend's name is Nicole. She's amazing. Um, she's extremely supportive. She did face two with me, like the best that she could, like her version of it. But, and she was like, holy hell, I can't believe, can't believe what you're actually, I get it now. Like this yeah. shit's hard. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be inconvenient. Yeah. Um, my relationships, though, my relationships are so much better with my family. I'm seeing my family more. I've made it more of a priority. My drinking, I rarely ever drink now. And I just don't see the point. Like yeah. all the bad things, and you've said before, like relationships, 99% of things that happen in relationships or fights is because of alcohol. Yeah. So why don't I remove it? Yeah. And now that it's removed, wow, weird, it works. Yeah. Everything's better. So yeah, it I makes things quite a bit easier. Drink, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I look at like you and Emily and you guys don't post a ton of stuff on social media and I don't either anymore. And that was a big thing is post everything, let other people fuck up your relationship and like have their opinions. Yeah. I'm so happy with everything that I'm doing because I was telling these guys, I think you and me are like recluse is my favorite word yeah, for me. For sure. And it's not that I want to be, but that's just kind of how I've learned to stay happy 
and really see the benefits of what I've done through 75 Hard is kind of be a recluse mm -hmm. and stick to my own thing and work on myself. Mm -hmm. You start to realize you don't need any of this other shit. I don't. To you be know? happy, I don't. Yeah, that's that's what it's been for me too, bro. I've definitely become more reclusive and less social since I started the whole Live Hard program, but not because of what it takes to do it. Yeah. It's, it's because of the choices that I make. You know, like, you know how like when you first start 75 Hard the first time and you're like, fuck, I'm not going to have time for any of this stuff. I'm so busy already. But what you find out, you yeah. know, like three weeks in, you're like, holy shit, I've been wasting all this time on nonsense. Yeah. And so for me, dude, like it's more so I've just been able to identify where my time is 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 spent wisely. And, and outside of those things, I just don't give it to people anymore. No. You know, and the internet, we could go on and on about yeah. that. But like, bro, it's really none of your guys fucking business what I do at home. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't I come on more. here every fucking day. I give you what I got. That's my product. And if you don't like it, fuck off. I couldn't you know? more. Yeah. Like, dude, all these people on the internet, they always asking us personal business. Like, when are you guys going to have kids? Well, motherfucker, I can't have kids. It's none of your fucking business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it isn't. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. And like these people, you should do this or you should say this or you should say this. You know what you should do is shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with it. So I just stopped posting the shit. I'm like, in the same boat right now. Yeah. yeah like, I'll post fitness stuff to keep my guys in the gym rolling. Like, yeah. hey, I'm still here every morning. Like, I'm here. Yeah. But that's it. It's it's weird, dude. I've never gotten into the people who who put their marriage for sale on the internet or their their relationship. I, for Dude, I've never seen it end well. Yeah, you know I mean, what I'm saying. For some people, it's just I've learned for me it doesn't work, and I shouldn't do it, and yeah. I'm just happier now. Yeah, I agree, I took dude. That, paid, took that from you for sure. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm yeah. I'm much much happier just keeping my business to me, and it is what the fuck it is. Yeah, you've got you, Emily, and the pups, and I've yeah. got Nicole, and I have a great day named Wally. It's like 140 pounds. And yeah, dude, How I is hang he? out. He's two and a half. Yeah, I hang out with that dude all day long yeah. before I hang out with people. Yeah, <laughs> dogs just, are the best. They're bro. the best, man. Yeah, the yeah, best. man. So yeah. on this. All, all, you know, you've been training your whole life. You're you're obviously in great shape, dude. Um, out of the things that you think were a challenge with 75 hard, what what would you say was the most challenging, and what would you say was the easiest? Gosh, shit, the whole thing's hard, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's not called fucking. 70, well, depending on who you ask, you yeah, know, no, 75, 75 easy. It's soft. hard as, it's hard as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, come from somebody like my dad, um, played professional football and was like always working out. And we did P90X together in high school. Like, oh, fuck yeah, I, I was kind of a total, yeah, Tony Horton, remember? Yeah. Yeah. He got like really sick or something. Something happened like that. I don't really? Know. Yeah. I think he's Bro, he crushed it with Dude, P90X. he was the man. That's all I did. Yeah. Like in high school, we did P90X at the house. I was a psycho. Like I'd like run back and forth in the pool with like a weight over my head. Like I was around like good parents for a long time and they're mm -hmm. still together the best doug and Lori, and um i like always was into fitness stuff so for me i was like all right this fitness part of this can't be that hard i think the the easiest part for me was probably the reading in the water because mm -hmm. water is just you got to start early and i'm a big believer in like do everything exactly and make sure there's no error do you fuck it up because i don't want to finish this and be like oh those two days like mm -hmm. i really drank that much water yeah and i always just thought like andy would know if i cheated on it yeah and i would know and i'd be like damn i wonder if what it would have been like if i really did it so i just carried a gallon of water around with me and i filled it up every single morning and i didn't drink anything else has black coffee and i would just until the gallon was gone every single day i didn't do the like oh i gotta drink like eight out of those water bottles or so like no like i'm gonna drink a gallon and when it's gone it's gone i know i drank so that was pretty easy 
Um, the reading I uh, read uh, Sean Whalen's book uh, was it Make Shit Happen? Like you can read mm-hmm. that book in two hours. I probably mm-hmm. read it five times. Yeah, I read Magic uh, Power of Thinking Big, mm-hmm. um, and then Unreasonable Hospitality, mm-hmm. which those are the books I read. So I think Unreasonable Hospitality is a great book. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's literally how we do everything in our business. Yeah, is off of that book There's for so a business book, it's one of the best. Book. It's highly underrated. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's gold. It gets better as you read it too. I've given it that does, to bro. a lot of guys, bro. The best story in that yeah. book is the hot dog story where, oh yeah where, he goes out and yes. gets in a hot dog they Bro. wish we would have had a hot dog before we left and that was amazing out. unbelievable yeah that's how we try to do things here too that's what we're trying to start yeah. doing it's on those are the little things dude those are the little things yeah the hardest part though for me was probably be someone that's in shape like i said earlier like there's so many people that look at this like i'm already in good shape i don't need to do this like that's that's for people that need to lose weight I could drink water if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I could do two workouts, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. I mm-hmm. worked out six days a week for the most part, but not like really hard. Yeah, It's the two workouts when you're busy and you're running a company and you're doing shit all day. I'm up at five and I go to the gym and then I go straight to work all day. And then I come home. The last thing I want to do is work out again when mm-hmm. you don't need to work out. It's mm-hmm. hard to be like, all right, I got to do 45 minutes outside and start to get dark. And you're like, me running is it really going to make me in better shape? But knowing you have to, I think the second workout for me was really hard. And I'm a psycho about it because you'd be like, can't do it in your garage. You can't do it. Under-. So I would literally, we'd get home from Nicole would rollerblade and I would run and we'd get home and there'd be like six minutes left. And she'd be like, oh, well, let's go in the backyard and finish. She would open the garage and go through the house. And I would make sure I went around the side of the house out the and gate. Kept moving. Like, I can't have a roof over me. Yeah. Because that doesn't count. And I'd be doing push-ups. That's not psycho, sit-ups. bro. That's, That's how it's supposed yes. to be done. That is how it's supposed it to sound, be done. It makes you sound crazy, but no, it's not. It's not. No, yeah. we're not crazy. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, dude, this is something that I'm glad you're hitting on because a lot of people really do not understand the program. They really think it's some sort of fitness challenge. Bro, oh. this is not a fitness challenge. This is about you correcting your mindset so that you can open up a realm of possibilities that you have no idea even exists Okay, a lot of yeah. you guys are living in the fucking dark, bro. You don't even understand what you're capable of. You guys think that, you know, this is, you know, overkill. You know, like I got this dude who hit me up a, a, a year or two ago and he's pretty well known. And he's like, Andy, um, I did my 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 outdoor workout in my garage. Is that acceptable? And I'm like, fuck, no, it's not acceptable, yeah, bro. Like, yes, go do it again or else you fucking fail. Like. I don't understand what it is about this shit that people, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting to me, bro, is how many people who clearly do not have their shit together whatsoever feel like compelled to make changes to the program or substitutions or compromise when the whole reason that they've come to the program and the whole reason that they've like thought, man, I should do this is because of the substitutions and compromises that they have made in their lives that they're not even aware of. The reason your life is a shit show is because you compromise fucking everything. What we're trying to do here is recalibrate your mind frame so that you understand and can be aware when you cut these corners, when you start to compromise. Because, bro, your life doesn't just fall apart. And in a day or an hour or a year, it falls apart with that one decision that starts like this. Fuck, I know I'm supposed to be working outside, uh, but I'm just going to do it in the garage. I'm going to open up the windows and open the garage door. And I know it's raining. And that's where it starts, dude. And then it, and then it, yes. And then it gets more and more and more. And now all of a sudden you're barreling down this slippery slope, going right back to where it is that you tried to escape from. It's like these people who, who celebrate 75 hard 
right after they get done with the same shit that got them in the place of dissatisfaction. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Now it might've made sense to me in the beginning. Yeah. Like when I first, the first time I did it, like and I accomplishment and I was like, damn, all right, this is a big deal. But like, dude, let's be aware. Like when you reward yourself with the same behavior that puts you in the place of dissatisfaction, your shitty eating, your drinking, your partying, okay, your your sloth lifestyle, and you reward your your progress for seventy five days, going right back to that behavior, the behavior that made you hate yourself. How does that make any fucking sense? It doesn't make any sense. You said it the other day, you're motherfucker. You're not qualified to make tweaks to the program Bro. because everything that you've done, this like, I think about this every morning like what's your last thousand days look like yes like i i did i don't believe that i was like brought out here to speak to you or like we got in touch because i did 75 hard it's because of the work i've been doing for the last 15 years you just saw 75 days of it yeah and that's really where i buckled down and got my shit together but it's the last thousand days like my last thousand days haven't been good yeah my last 200 and whatever we're at right now have been pretty damn good yeah and our business is doing better than it's ever been doing my relationships are doing better because i'm not making any fucking tweaks because i'm not qualified to make any tweaks i think people that I work with and that I'm friends with are like, oh, you've been in pretty good shape and like eat pretty well. Like, no, like I might look like it on the outside, but there's a lot of shit I got to fix. I'm not qualified to make the tweaks. And if I'm not qualified and you're not qualified to make the tweaks, the people that are out here saying like, I'm going to make a tweak, that's where it starts. And that's the last 999 days. <laughs> yeah, dude, how, how here, I, it confuses me, brother. Cause I'm like, look around and I'm like, bro, you, you live in a shithole. Your bank account looks like shit. Your body looks like shit. The stuff that comes out of your mouth sounds like shit. Your relationship looks like shit. The person you're with looks like shit. Your whole life looks like shit, bro. But you think it's okay to like justify changing something because you like, at what point are we, where are we fucking malfunctioning here, bro? Like where, where are you guys not connecting? Like motherfucker, the reason your life looks the way it is, is because you have a bad track record of choosing poorly when it comes to making adjustments to the things that you're supposed to do. You have been you have become conditioned to telling yourself the easy way every single time something's supposed to be done the right way. Like your entire life, the reason it sucks, bro, is because it's the your entire life is a compromise. It's yeah. it's the result of all the things that you knew you were supposed to do that you decided not to do because it felt hard in the moment. And then you look around and you're like, man, I need to change this. And then you look at the program that's changed millions of motherfuckers lives and you say, well, fuck, I'm going to change that. Like your whole problem is this attitude that you're not aware of, of the compromises that you make in every single, every single area of your life. And yeah. to me, dude, it's a. Uh, like I used to get really mad about it. Like I'd see these people and I'd be like, of course that's the person that thinks they should change this, you know? And, and I would get pissed yeah. and I go on my Instagram and fucking rant about it. But now I'm just like, well, fuck them, dude. They're going to fucking end up exactly where they're going to end up. It's the little things too. You yeah. ever notice that the people that are out of shape, there's a bunch of shit in their car. Yes. Too? Yes. There's trash all Every over. Every time. And there's shit in their car. Their car's dirty. Bro, when I used to hire people myself, I would go look in their car before I even fuck it. Like they would come in and be sitting in the interview and I would walk out and look what they drove and look inside their car, what the, what the inside of their car looked like. And if it had like McDonald's and fucking bullshit in it, bro, an automatic no. Yeah. Automatic no. Yeah, because you know that their bank account looks the same way. Yeah. You know that their brain works the same way. And like, I can fix that stuff. Like we've got guys that come to the office and I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna ride with you today. And they're like, well, you have a nicer car. I'm like, yeah, I'm just riding with you. It's cool. Let's go get food real quick. Yeah. And I'm like, 
hey, you got to clean your car. Like, yeah. what is this shit? And then I get back in and next time it's spotless. I'm like, hey, this looks good. Yeah. Like, Tomer, one of our guys drove a shit box. Yeah. And it was just crap and he ended up getting it towed and he just left it at the, I'm like, you know, why don't you just leave that car there? He never even went and got it. Now he, now he, he bought a Range Rover. Every time you get in that car, it's spotless. It yeah. just got promoted at our company. Well, at some point, something switched for him. Yeah. hundred percent. It was us doing the same five hard. Like, hey, you're either coming or you're not. Yeah. That's exactly I love it, it dude. I love it, man. So when you, when you look at like the benefits you've had outside of the physical benefits and outside of the relationship benefits, where have you noticed the biggest benefit? Probably in our business and me being present more at work and being able to focus on work. So I've always said, you know, if your relationship's messed up or like you're out of shape and you're not working out, it's really hard to come into work and like focus on work because you got a million other things like you know better than anybody when other shit's going wrong and then something goes wrong at work. This month's over, forget it. Like, oh, you're pissing me off. Like the, you know, you're, employee's not really pissing you off. Your team member's not pissing you off. It's because your shit's out of whack. Yeah. So we always say, check it out the door, but if you got something going on, like bring it to us and we'll talk about it and we'll fix it, but don't bring your shit in here. Like get your shit together. I think for me, it's probably been work. I've been able to like much, you know, focus a lot more on work and kind of dial in and people are dying right now and no one's looking for office space and mortgages. Rates are 7% and we're kicking ass and we're going to have 20 people next month. Now our goal is to have 50 to 100 by the end of next year if the market permits it. And the only way we can do that is if we're dialed in. And like we both did 75 hard together, me and Cody. And that was the kickstart of this year. And our whole office says we've just ignored the noise of like rates and sh things suck. And nobody's working out right now. Just drink. The market sucks. We've ignored all of it. And work is so much better because of honestly 75 hard. I mean, beat a dead horse, but that's what we're talking about. It's the truth. I mean, <laughs> it works. Yeah. It. I mean- Look, man, it wouldn't have billions of hashtags, billions of mentions on TikTok if it didn't fucking work. Yeah. You know, it's it. I've, I I learned something new about what it's done for me literally every single day. And when I think of the level of operator I am now versus five years ago or even 10 years ago, it's not comparable. No I would way. not I would not be able to do what I do had I not developed the skill sets that, that this program helps you come, uh, you know, become aware of and then finally tune. I think I think one of the biggest things about 75 and live hard is the it's the awareness, man. You know, like a, lo a lot of this stuff is like people will understand it once they start to see it, but because they're so they're living such a passive life where they're kind of just taking what they can get, they never really understand the awareness piece of it. And and if you really want to break 75 hard down, what it does for you is it makes you aware of your own internal dialogue that is constantly fighting back and forth between what you know you're supposed to do and what you feel like doing in the moment. And I think that's the biggest benefit that most people get out of it. Um, the first time they do it, they become aware. But then over the course of time, what I found is that most people start to understand that there is no permanent solution to these skill sets, right? It's like taking a shower. There's a reason we take a shower every day. It's not because we don't need it. And when you think about like what this program actually does, when you talk about sharpening the skill sets of discipline, fortitude, grit, perseverance, um, learning how to build confidence, learning how to build self-esteem, you know, the ability to endure hard times, these things, when you don't sharpen them, they get rounded off. 
Yeah. And when they get rounded off, you compromise. And when you compromise, you compromise more. And when you compromise more, you find yourself at the bottom of the mountain that you've already climbed that ends up being, you know, demoralizing. Yeah. And when I really, you know, sit down and talk to people about it, one of the things that I hear in common the most is uh, is the awareness aspect. You know, like most people are not aware of those two voices that we talk about, you know, the bitch voice yeah. and the boss voice. They, they, they know there's like this internal feeling like I'm supposed to do this, but they can never really identify what that is. And so they're either hyper aware of one voice, which is usually the bitch voice. Everybody. And then, the, yeah. And then the other voice is, 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 is not, they're not able to even hear it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then as you get someone who's, who's following the program, those first three or four times where they like are really sore or really, you know, worn out or really tired or have to go out at one o'clock in the morning and hit a workout their their boss voice starts to grow and now they become aware yeah I, I i'm think just interested to hear what you think about that well i think people are so unaware of like what it does to be in shape too i mean you can run your business and i think you ran your business for a long time when you weren't in the shape that you wanted to be in mm -hmm. and to, motherfucker everybody when you first meet somebody and you say this all the time and i actually am Lucky enough, Andy Elliott works out the same gym as me. I see him every yeah. morning. We work out together. But yeah. we always talk about like when you see somebody, you look at what they look like and how that's the first thing you do. That's how you yeah. judge people. That's how yeah. people get he into was relationships. Just yeah, I know. Yeah. He's like, hey, I just got back. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people look at you and they're like, what does this person look like? And then I tr either trust you or I don't trust you to follow through with shit. So you can, you know, like when you walk in a room and you're in shape, people respect you. We talk about like it's the number one thing that nobody else controls. Nobody else puts it into your brain. Nobody else lifts the weight for you. Nobody else puts the food in your mouth. And people know that motherfucker is disciplined. That motherfucker can at least stick to something and looks good for a reason because he can do things. I always say my biggest, why do people, people are like, why do you do what you do? And why do you work so hard and what have you? And like, why do you want nice things? I never in my life, whether I can have kids or not, want my kids to ever be like, why don't you look like him? Why don't we have a house like that, dad? Why don't you drive a car like that? Yeah. And I don't ever want the answer to be because I didn't fucking work hard enough. Yeah. There's no other excuse. There's not, well, I didn't have the right circumstances. Like people come from nothing like Carlos Reyes from the dirt, right? Yeah. He's got nice. She drives a Rolls Royce. I see it all the time. People come from nothing and can do things. I don't ever want my kids or my nephews or nieces to be like, why don't we have a house like that? Why don't you look like that? I never want to say, oh, because I didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And that's what I try to instill in the guys in the office is, hey, I want your kids to inherit these habits from you you control this you control this so this 75 hard is the best thing is because it's completely up to you no one can drag you around the block on your runs no one can lift the weight no one can put the water in your mouth that's my favorite part about it and i think that's why i like you know the fitness industry because your body is a complete reflection of what you've done to it so i think that's a big part of things is people are so unaware that people are looking at them and what they look like like people try to hide behind their success or their flashy shit and people are like well that guy's so fat yeah, like people say that, I, dude. I think it's a real thing. Like, yeah. you know, I, I learned this because, you know, I was on the internet when I was fat, and fucking bro, every time I posted, it was bro, you're fucking fat. And I'm at first, I'm like, fuck you. And then I was eventually, I was like, shit, I am fat. Yeah. You know, the truth is the yeah the, the spade, right? The truth yeah. is the truth for a reason. People need to hear the truth, and being blunt with people is a good thing. Like we have guys in our office. I'm like. This guy finished 75 hard. I'm like, do you work out this morning? Every day I ask him, do you work out this morning? 
Yeah, I did. All right, good. Did you work out this morning? Hey, what are you eating? Like every day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable. Like yeah. until, because your, <laughs> your habits, like people hide it and hide it and hide it. Like I'm going to hold you accountable. I love that, dude. It, it makes sense that you're friends with Andy Elliott. Like he, I, um, I just recently got to know him a little bit. And one of the things that I love about you and him is your sense of obligation to the team. You know, like when you talk to Andy and when I'm sitting here talking to you, there's a very high, and it's real, it's not bullshit. There's a very high sense of urgency and obligation for the people around you and the people coming behind you. And and I understand that coming from Andy because he's the same age as me. Mm-hmm. But hearing that from a 30-year-old, bro, that fucking gives me a lot of hope. I think that's really fucking cool. Because at 30 years old, most people are worried about their own shit. And they don't understand that the way that you're going to take care of your own shit is by taking care of every single person around you. And the fact that you figure that out and that I can sense this is a very real thing, bro, tons of respect for that. That's a big, big deal, dude. It's a big deal. We have vision boards all over our office. And like I saw one of the guys post on a story earlier, his vision board by a desk. But our office, when you come in, that's the first thing you do is create a vision board and you put some fucking effort into it. And we go over and they're all hung up in the office. But yeah, I mean, I've always just looked at things as I had, I ran sales teams for a long time and my mm. best teams were the guys that were happy, mm. right? You take care of your people. We always say, like, we just take care of these people. You pay them the right way. I posted a couple months ago, like why I do what I do and why we started the company is I want people to be paid fairly that people, their employer is not going to change their pay, pull the rug out from under them, like take care of them, take care of their family, make sure they can go spend time with their kids, things like that. They'll make money for you if they're happy and they'll stay forever. And in, in the meantime, you'll make money eventually. Yeah. And, and it's by a long the way, game. you get to watch them build their lives, which is the best Bro, fucking part. It's the, it's, it's easily the best part. It's, it's awesome. Everybody thinks when they look at business people and there is a lot of business people that don't give a fuck about sure. their people, but those people flatten out and they eventually fail. And I, I truly believe, you know, I've been doing uh, January 1st be 25 years for me as an entrepreneur, like officially, right? Yeah. Like not selling lemonade and shit, like having a real business. Uh, if we go all the way back, I've been doing that since I was eight. It's been 45 years. Yeah, that's right, bro. It's a long time. So the, the thing is, is that I could tell you guys this, you know, I know a lot of you guys, um, you listen to the show and you sort of look up to me for the entrepreneur, uh, you know, segment of my life. But dude, it, it, it really is the best thing. The best thing is having people around you that, that better themselves, that the start it's the bet. The very best thing is having people that don't get it at all. Then fucking having it click over and then seeing them transform and then seeing them build success. It's so cool. Yeah. To me, dude, that's where it's at, man. I yeah, think it's, it's awesome. It's the best feeling in the world. Seeing yeah. people like when I ran my sales team, I mean, I think I had like six people under 25 buy a house. Like, yeah. It was just the coolest thing. Yeah. And we were making money in the meantime. Like it's a long game. I always joke, you know, you're like, I did this in 20 years. You guys can do it in five now, but it's facts. I've been working in mortgages for almost a decade and yeah. I finally start to feel like our company and like it's been only a year and a half for us, almost two years is really starting to work. But yeah. I've literally been taking phone calls and just calling lead after lead after lead for almost 10 years. Yeah. Now it's finally, I can't wait to see it in 10 years from now. That's where I'm looking is yeah. in 10 years. So I can take care of these people. You know, if you lose a few along the way, that's attrition. It happens, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want them to be so happy and compensated so fairly and never get greedy. Like I've seen other people do to where we can run this thing for 10, 20, 30 years. And then people can go do whatever they want to do. That's mm-hmm. completely fine with me, but I want them to spend time with their families but also be in shape so they can be around their families and yeah. not have health issues and be able to make money. And 
It sounds so obvious to people like you and me when we say like, yeah, me too. You work for these corporate companies and they want you to do this and that and PTO. Oh, I know it's Christmas or it's your daughter's birthday, but you're scheduled. Like yeah. that's just never going to be us. But that's why we're selective with who we bring in. Yeah. You know, I think when you mentioned about the the not being in shape thing, I think a lot of people have just never been in shape, like ever. Yeah. Like they've never, ever, ever been in shape. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, have been a, a decent athlete growing up. And I was never in shape as an athlete, but I was athletic. And there were times where I was like close to in shape, yeah. where I was still good at things, right? And I think most people have a hard time really grasping what being in tremendous shape will do for them in, in the other areas of their life, right? Like most people, they when they when like if you've never been in shape and you talk about getting in shape, they always talk the same things. They talk about going to the pool. They talk about going on vacation. They talk about going to a wedding. And I used to think that too. Like, cause that's, that was how I thought of in shape. I, I thought that that was the main benefit. The main benefit was I'm going to go on this vacation. I'm going to look fucking jacked. Yeah. Like that's what I thought it was. And if you think that's all it is, it's going to be very hard to consistently do the work to maintain that because you're not understanding what it really is. And for me, when when this all clicked over and 75 hard, you know, was born, I took it from a external validation to an internal validation. I took it from, okay, I want to be in shape because I want to look good at the pool or I want my clothes to fit. Those are great things, by the way. They're great things. But I, I would say they are less than 30% of the benefit that you actually get from from being in good condition. Yeah. And, and you know, the confidence, the self-esteem, like you said, the the way you feel like when you walk into a room and the way that people treat you when you walk into a room, mm -hmm. you know, these are undeniable things that unless you've actually ever experienced them over the course of a significant amount of time, you wouldn't really understand the value. No. You, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's where a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm blessed to not, you know, have that problem where I need to lose weight. In high school, mm. I was very skinny. Mm. Like, I couldn't put on weight to save my life. Like, my Shit, life, a lot of times, that's harder, bro. It, it was really hard yeah. for me. And, like, as soon as we got out of the football, I was like, I am not running ever again. Like, <laughs> I got to put on weight. I think I put on, like, 25 pounds after high school, like, yeah. from 19. Um, but, yeah, I had, like, the skinniest legs ever, and I always hurt my back when I was squatting. Now, my legs are the strongest part of my body. Like, I can move some fucking weight. Yeah. Legs. Like, and I've trained legs for 10 years to make them look like this because yeah. I was always so skinny. So, people are always like, you know, like, oh, your legs are really strong. I must be, I got to do that. I've been doing it for 10 years. Like, yeah. what's the secret? I get people all the time, like, hey, what do you do for legs? I'm like, uh, 10 years of working out. But yeah. I think it's being in shape is also for your spouse. Like, you don't think that your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend is going to be happier when you're in good shape. Mm -hmm. You don't think the other spouse is going to be like, why don't you look like him? Like, I think about that shit all the time too. Like your spouse is going to come with you too. I think a big part of, you know, talking about being in shape and people have never, you know, understood it or like, well, my spouse is also out of shape, so I don't want to make them feel bad. They don't have to come with you. They will or they won't and you're not with the right person. But yeah. I think that people are like, I've never really been in shape. I, you know, it's, it's not something I'm used to. I don't know really what the benefits would be. Yeah, you do. But you're just afraid to do it. And if you take it for yourself and you get in shape, your spouse will come with you. The people around you will come with you and they're going to appreciate it too. I think being in shape is not only for you, it's for the people around you, your family. Like I know you said your dad is in better shape. Sal's in better shape than he's ever been. Everybody's got You did shape. it. Yeah, my my Sal is, my dad is, my mom is, everybody in this office is. Yeah. I mean, dude, we used to have a culture five, ten years, not even fucking 
I mean, five, six years ago, we're like, dude, we were all drinkers. Yeah. Like we all partied all the time, dude. Like yeah. all the time. And <clears throat> ever since I started fixing this in my own life, it's almost like people here don't drink anymore. It's like, isn't it weird? Yeah, it is weird. We, but we it's do, okay. It is cool. Like it's cool yeah. because like 98% of the time it's better. But like, I do kind of miss those fucking 2% of party times. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. I always laugh at the story when you're like, yeah, we had this huge party night for my birthday and with Keaton. And oh, like fuck. And I just think of that all the time. I'm like, oh, we've had those. Yeah, for sure. A couple yeah. years ago. Oh man. It were just different people. And like, those were good times, but I, I would never trade it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't either. Never, I would never go back. There's no way. And I don't no. know how I even survived at that point. I don't even know how people were around me. I'm like, how was I even efficient at all? I think people are like, oh, you guys are crazy. Like 75 hearts, like so aggressive. It's not all about working out. You got to have a life too. Like a pretty fairly good life. Like yeah. I live in a fairly decent house, drive a fairly nice car. Like I feel like things are doing okay. And I'm not even close to where I want to go. What's a life, bro? Oh, yeah. getting fucking drunk That's Thursday, the- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day. And then, you know, being hung over on Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, you get a couple decent days of, of being clear in, and then, uh, you know, you go right back to that's, that's the life. You saw what I posted. My mom actually said this to me, Lori, she was like, well, you gotta think about it. You know, like you do this for saying five days, like, you know, you really drink from when you're 21 and you're going to be 30. Like you've probably been in a fog for the last 30 years. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like you drink on Sunday, so that Monday you're kind of foggy. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, you have a glass of wine with your wife or whatever yeah, in your yeah. house. And then Thursday, you drink, Friday, you drink, Saturday, Sunday. And you're always in that fog and you're yeah. never really clear. It's like a decade of being, think if you weren't. Now I look back and I'm like, damn, dude, if I didn't drink, maybe I would have missed some things and like learned lessons. Like, absolutely, I'm happy that I did drink, whatever. But it is crazy to look back. That's why these younger guys that we have that work for us, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, don't get a DUI. Try not to have a kid before you're like 30 and you'll be ahead of a lot of people. Like, yeah. You know, like those are things that I did, like try to do that. It's just weird, but I don't miss drinking. And like, if we have a holiday party and stuff, like I'm not, you know, I won't drink anything, but I just like to be more focused and dialed in and clear headed. And, you know, it's not that I don't drink and like, oh, I'm this perfect example. I drank for a long time. I drank last year a lot, all the time. And I was doing stupid shit, but I'm just trying to tell people that are either thinking about doing 75 hard or whatnot. There's so many more benefits than just like getting in better shape to it. I think there's a lot of people on the fence that like you always say, oh, you've competed or you've done a show. Not like this. You haven't, yeah. you haven't dieted like this. Yeah. I got leaner doing this than I did my bodybuilding show when I was 19. Yeah. Well, that's something that you learn. Like you, you learn that in the, you know, here's what you really learn. You learn that the idea of cheat meals and cheat days is bullshit. Oh yeah. I used to be the cheat day King, man. I had to have the cheat day and I lived the whole week for the cheat day. Yeah. And what I, you know, it's funny because you see all these fucking, you know, people on the internet who are like, this is not, this is not sustainable. This is not this, this is not that. Well, look, man, you know, the reason why you can't get past your own food addiction and your alcohol addiction is because every seventh day you're indulging in that. Yeah. Every single seventh day you're gorging yourself or you're, you're, uh, heavily drinking and you think that's going to cure this from your life. You're just bridging the gap between the times of abstinence yeah. and there's no real cure. And you know, people will say, Oh, well, 21 days makes a new, no, 21 days is not long enough. If 21 days was long enough, boot camps would be 21 days. Yeah. All right. Cultural reprogramming programs uh, would be 21 days. That's that they're not, they're usually about 10 to 12 weeks. And for me, dude, getting through that first weekend of no cheating and no alcohol for me was like the biggest fucking win I've ever had in my life. 
Like I had never gone a full, you know, seven days without cheating or drinking. And that first weekend I can remember being like, holy shit. That was hard, but it wasn't that hard. Yeah. You know, like, man, I feel really good. Yeah. I feel great. I feel pretty sharp right now. Yeah. It was amazing, dude. And, And I think so many, to your point, so many people are so caught up in the culture of alcohol and just terrible food decisions that they have a hard time imagining life without of it, without it, because like, dude, that becomes your identity, right? It's society, that's every commercial, right? Is alcohol, dude? The drink, like, I get the same way with you now. I even like go places. And I'm like, look at all these idiots. Yeah, like, and it's like not to be derogatory. People, yeah. it's like that was me. Like, bro, you know, drinking I'm- on Thursday night to watch the football game. Like, we got to go to work tomorrow. It's you start to see things, and you're like, all right, I'm happy I did this, dude. I've had ha- I had one half of one beer the entire 2023 so far, that's and awesome. it, it was on Emily's birthday. So Emily and I went to brunch on her birthday and we were sitting in Billy G's, which is my favorite place to go. Uh, my neighbor actually owns it. He's a great fucking dude and they're great people. Yeah. But I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm drinking my Stella. I like Stella. And uh, I'm sitting next to this like group of like brunch moms. Like they're, they're like about 40. That's your favorite. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> they, it was so obnoxious. They were, all they were talking about was the money that they were going to get from whoever they were dating, uh, a bunch of far left political fucking viewpoints. And these fucking ladies had no fucking idea what what's going on in, in the world. And they were chirping. And they, and I heard this one lady say something about her, her sugar daddy or some shit. And like, bro, I looked at Emily and I'm like, we got to leave. I'm like, I can't, I can't be here. Like, like if I stay here any longer, I might go to jail. You're gonna lose your mind. Yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't do it. And I'm looking yeah. around. It's eleven o'clock and I'm like, they're drinking. They're drinking. They're drinking. And then I'm listening to the shit they're talking about and I'm like, holy fuck, bro. Like yeah. the matrix is here. That's what I was gonna say. Yes. Yeah. Like here, I'm in the matrix. I'm watching everybody just erode. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like, dude, we we fucking we fucking left. Yeah. You know, we went and did our, we went and did something else. And, um, it's just, I mean, society has been groomed into that. Like, yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. If you're in business and you drink and it's like, and then it's like we said earlier, it's funny. You find out when you don't drink. Yeah. The really good people in business are like, damn, after a while, they're like, yo, this is pretty impressive. And yeah. then it's weird. The people you end up hanging out with. You know, what's crazy, dude is real talk. Almost every single person I know that's like high level business person they rarely drink yeah very well, rare why yeah exactly yeah exactly they'll now they'll drink like like ed will have a glass of whiskey right yeah but like i'm not talking about binge drinking no yeah. I'm, not, I'm talking about like very few of these people binge drink and when you start to realize that and you start to look around it becomes you know it becomes very obvious that you're doing the wrong things mm-hmm. and and like dude for me i want to win you know, and you guys could judge that shit all you want. I don't really give a fuck. I want to win. And you could say, you know, the people like to say, well, you, whose game are you playing? What, what, you're winning the capitalist game. You're motherfucking right. That's what I'm exactly. winning. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, they want you. I want to win that game. Be fit. They yeah. want you drunk. Be sober. Yeah, I want to win that game. And when you need something from me, you'll call me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you won't hate the game anymore because you'll realize what the game is producing. Yeah. I love the game. I, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And- what I found is that people that don't love it, it's always this like disingenuine bullshit of an excuse as to why they don't, right? It's yeah. it's uh it's well, like you said, 
I want to live my life. You know, I, there's life to be lived. Well, well, you're, you're automatically assuming that your quality of life is higher than my quality of life. Mm. And how could you assume that if you've never lived my quality of life? And by the way, I've lived your quality of life mm-hmm. for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's interesting. It's a thing too with like, even like, I think cars, I think the biggest thing that I always laugh at is people like, oh, I really don't like nice cars. Like, well, I have really, you ever been in one? I don't really need a nice house. Well, it's because you've never been around it. Yeah. Like I, everybody would like a nicer car for their family or like nicer food or to stay at a nicer hotel. That's the biggest load of shit in the whole it, world. Bro, these people are fucking liars. Okay? Yeah. It's just not let's, true. Let's just call it how it is. Yeah. You motherfuckers are fucking liars. Okay. You never experienced any of it. You don't know what you're talking about. You let your loser friends talk you into having this mentality because it excuses you from actually having to try. That's the reality. The reality is, is that all these people who shit on success or being fit or 75 hard or fucking any of this shit, living at a higher standard, personal excellence, you you guys who shit on it, okay, you're not fooling anybody who's living it. You know, like I get these people in the comment section once in a while and they're like, oh man, you know, when you die, you're going to, no, you have no idea what, you have no idea what the fuck I'm trying to do with my life, bro. Yeah. You're judging your way of thinking and you're imposing that on me. Like, bro, imagine living your whole life and imagine drinking three or four nights a week, your entire life. All right. Imagine being fat your entire life. Imagine being broke your entire life. Imagine being dependent your entire life. Imagine never really mastering yourself over the course of the 80 years you're going to be on this planet. All right. Mm -hmm. And then coming to the end of your life and then having to like deal with that. That's not something that I'm okay dealing with. That's not something that I'm willing to like, like I'm already thinking that. Like I know at some point, you know, the chances are I'm going to have to like reconcile my whole entire life before I'm dead. It's probably going to happen when I'm sick or something happens. Right. And I'm going to have to say, all right, well, what did I do? And I know the answer is going to be for me. The answer is going to be, I did everything I fucking could. Yeah. Right. And that ain't going to be the answer for a lot of you guys. The answer is going to be shit. I wasted yeah. my life. And I was very lucky to have this. I had this, uh, this situation happen to me in 2012 where I thought I had a brain tumor and ended up being a cyst, an inoperable cyst. I still have. Um, but for two weeks, they thought it was a tumor. All right. So I'm walking around like, fuck, I got an inoperable tumor in my brain. I couldn't really tell anybody because like, dude, I was like trying to figure out like, yeah, I thought my life was over. So like I had to like reconcile. Right. Like I had to say, well, fuck, bro, you haven't done shit. Right. And I had to answer all those questions. And that was a huge blessing for me because it forced me to understand the kind of situation that we're all going to face at some point in time. And um, I'm just not willing to 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 live a life to where at the end of it, I'm going to say, well, fuck, I wish I would have tried harder. That's why I don't want my kids to ever be like, why yeah. don't we have that? Cause I yeah. didn't work hard enough. I choose your hard. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that it's extremely hard to make a payment on a, you know, $10 million house. We don't buy in cash. Yeah. It's also extremely hard to budget every single dime and tell your kids that you can't go do shit. Yeah. The time. It's also all extremely hard, hard to wake up every day and work your ass off and feel all the stress and, and, and carry the burden of all these people yeah. on you. That's a hard thing. But you know what else is hard? Carrying the burden of your entire family when you cannot provide for them. 100%. That's hard too. Yeah. I you know? think about that all the time is our guys at work. Like there's a, another big reason why I don't really feel like I need to be drinking is because I'm responsible for we're going to have 40 people at our holiday party excluding their children. Yeah. I'm responsible for making sure there's money in the account to pay their payroll and make sure they can pay their bills. Yeah. Those 40 people, 40 plus people that I'm affecting, 
rely on me to get up and do my job every day. Yeah. So there's a lot of responsibility with that. I'm never going to say like, I didn't work hard enough. That's why you can't get paid. Yeah, for sure, dude. So as we kind of get to the end of this discussion, I mean, if you were talking to someone, let's say one of your people or just someone off the street who's, you know, giving you the little, the, the typical run around on 75 hard, you know, oh, it seems extreme or, oh, it does this or, oh, you know, I can get like, what would you say to them? It's the best fucking thing you'll ever do for yourself in your entire life. When we got here, the, val the kid at Enterprise gave us our rental car. He's like, hey, what are you in town for? I was like, I'm speaking on Andy's. Like, You're speaking on fucking Andy's podcast? Like this young kid, probably 19. He's like, I just graduated college. I've been kind of thinking about doing the same thing. I don't know. And I was like, dude, you should fucking do it. He's like, well, I'm afraid like lose my friends. Like they drink a ton and stuff. And I was like, dude, you should fucking do it. I, I just think if you're thinking about doing it or if you're on the fence, listen to 208 and maybe listen to it with like a friend or a spouse and be like, all right, I like, kind of understand this before you do it. But coming from somebody that I think everybody, when we get back to this, everybody looks at it like it's to get in shape. Your brain is the first thing that changes your body. And the biggest part of it's going to change the way that you think. It's going to change your ability. I don't want to get up in the morning. Like my house is warm. My girl's there. The dog's sleeping. I don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. But I know that there's other people that aren't going to do it. And I'm going to do it so that they get up and do it. You have to be willing to change your mindset. It's not just your body. So if you're thinking about it, do it, but do it and go completely all in. It's 75 days of your life. Yeah. 75 days is nothing. Yeah. You can do a ton of shit the rest of your life, but yeah. it will be the best thing you ever did. Dude, you know, I, I would say this, I would add this to, to, to that statement. You know, when you, when you stop thinking, uh, and this was huge for me, this was a huge life pivoting realization that I want to share with you guys. When you could stop thinking of it as the the physical change, like we spoke about a little bit ago, you know, like I'm going to go to a wedding or I'm going to go to the pool or I'm going to do this. And you could start to think of it as a mental game that you're trying to win. It makes things way easier, dude. Like it's, it's no, like, like, dude, for me, let's just say this is a beer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Back in the day, dude, like someone would set this in front of me. It didn't matter what time of day. It could have been 7.30 in the morning. I mean, do you know how many times at 7.30 in the morning I started drinking? Probably some of the most fun times. Yeah, for sure. Usually all the times I got fucking big trouble too. Yeah. All right. And by the way, that's another point that you hit on that has absolutely been true for me. Every single bad thing that's ever happened to me, every single thing I look back on, every single thing I'm embarrassed about, every single thing that I'm like, fuck, I really shouldn't have fucking done that. Alcohol was at the source of that. Every single one. I've never done anything outside of that. I'm like ashamed of outside of alcohol. I agree. It's never happened, you know, and, and, uh, that's a big thing, but you know, for you guys who are sitting there struggling and you're like, you know, I don't know if I can go 75 days on a diet and, and not drinking. And you, that sounds, you have to understand what we're talking about truly unlocking in your life, because it's not just at the end of 75 days, you're going to be in a little bit better shape. You're going to have a completely different level of awareness around what it takes to operate your life, which is your mind, your spirit, and your body. And back for me, one of the things I struggle with so much was like if someone set, let's say, food or, or pizza or a beer in front of me, right? I had zero control over this thing. 
Like if someone put it in front of me, it, it was almost, it, it, looking back, it's been embarrassing. It's embarrassing how little control I had. If someone would set this beer in front of me, I had to drink it, dude. I was drinking the rest of the day. I would just look at my watch and be like, well, fuck it. All right, well, today we're drinking, right? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. And when I started seeing this as a mental battle, instead of like, I'm trying to get in shape, but as a battle between myself about doing what I knew was I was supposed to do, it changed the game. A, a switch flipped for me. And so I started looking at things like this beer, right? And I started looking at it. And I'm like, this is a fucking inanimate object. Like, and this thing has power over me. Like, this is, this is something that I'm allowing to dictate my life and produce all these negative results in my life. And it could be beer. It could be food. It could be wine. It could be whatever, right? Mm. It's probably all those things combined for a lot of you guys. But when I started looking at it and I said, there's no fucking way I'm allowing this inanimate object that another person made to literally have control over my entire being. That's when the thing, that's when the light switched for me personally. That's when I started looking at it differently. I started seeing it not as um, how in shape I was, but more so how much control I had, how much, how much, I guess you would say discipline I had in terms of being able to say no to the things that legitimately have no control over me. And I think when you guys who, who are struggling with your food and with your body and with your alcohol, instead of thinking it, of it as, hey, I'm trying to get in shape because I'm fat, maybe you should get a little pissed off at the things around you and say, dude, this fucking beer does not control me. This fucking food does not control me. I have the power over these things. And when you start looking at it like that, you develop a new, it's a new game. It's not the game of my body fat percentage or the game of, you know, how good I look. It's the game of how I feel about myself for being able to control things that should be controllable in my life. And I think, you know, when you guys who haven't done 75 hard, when you guys think about the entire thing, you're not taking into account the awareness and, and the cheat code that it's going to unlock for you. Because once you figure yourself out and once you understand that things like discipline, grit, fortitude, perseverance, uh, the ability to build confidence, the ability to build self-esteem, the ability to build momentum on demand, um, you know, all these things that encompass what we would call mental toughness. Once you start to understand that these things are all fully in our control and we can raise the level of those at any time we want, dude, that's powerful shit. And that's not, you're not going to get that from doing, uh, you know, a beach program to, to go to your friend's wedding. That's not what this is about. And it does get a little bit frustrating for me when people just straight up like think it's a diet or think it's a fitness program because they're totally discounting the, the upper side of the benefits, which is you becoming aware of how to operate your life, your body, mind, and spirit as needed. And yeah. when you start to understand the awareness part, you know, I'm sure you could probably say this, like there's probably been times over the last year where you, you've caught yourself slipping, where you've been like, fuck, all right, I'm slipping right now. I need to reel this back in. Yeah. Whereas before I didn't have that ability. I don't know if you did, but I didn't. I didn't have the ability to catch myself. And if you guys could catch yourself early, 
You stop your. This is why I've been able to keep off the the hundred pounds I lost from in 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that was the first time I lost weight. I lost weight, gain weight, lost weight, gain weight. Mm-hmm. The reason I've been able to keep it off and it's become an actual, you know, sustainable thing, is because I've become aware of when I start to slip. That action needs to change immediately. And and I think when we talk about what 75 hard really brings, I think. I think people do it a massive disservice by talking about it in terms of fitness, you know, exclusively. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, just from me to you, like I'm super proud of you yeah. too. I mean, that's Thanks, hard man. to lose weight yeah. like that and to keep it off, especially that curtain your shoulder yeah. and coming back. Like is that was a big win for me. Dude. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Being yeah. A- I appreciate that. But like being yeah. able to go through that shoulder injury, not be able to train any upper body for basically a year and a half yeah. and not get fat again. That was a huge fucking deal for me. Now, yeah. did I stay as hard as I wanted to stay? No, but I didn't. Me not going back yeah. to three bills, which would have been very easy. Huge win, dude. Huge win. Because in my in the past, my mentality would have been like this: "Fuck it, I'm hurt. I can't do shit. When I get back, I'll attack it all." But what yeah. that does is that creates this this mountain that's mat. Yeah, dude, it just cycles up the fucking program again. Yeah, I think people don't realize too. Like, you don't have to do any of this shit. Yeah. Like you found something that worked for you and you're like, all right, this really works. Like this helped me a lot. Yeah. I'm going to give this to everybody for free. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to give back to like our guys and everybody yeah. listening. Like this worked for me. Like people thought we were doing well before and we're doing so well now. This is what it was. Like this really worked. Yeah. That's why we're trying to give people advice. If you should do it exactly the way it's designed because it's helped us so much. I want to help other people and bring other people with us because you and me can't do everything. To, like you and me can't fix this fucking problem in this no. country. But if individual people do this, like individual personal excellence, we can fix this shit. Yeah. But people got to get their shit together. Yeah. I fucking love it, dude. And and uh, big, big, like you said, you're proud of me, dude. I appreciate that. But I'm very, very, very proud of you as well. And and what I'm proud of you is not that you walk around looking like Zeus. Okay. Because <laughs> you do. You look amazing, dude. Um. It's the fact that you recognize the obligation to lead. That's a big, big deal right now. And to, to have a young man such as yourself sitting here telling me, both of you guys, this is for you too, telling me what you guys are doing for the people in your office and how you take it as a responsibility and taking that seriously, that makes me feel like what I'm doing matters. And like, bro, it's, it's you know, sometimes it gets pretty lonely and dark for me. In terms of that, you know, I feel like a lot of times what I'm doing is it's a fucking waste of time. So um, if you take nothing else from that, from your visit here, just understand, bro, like what you're doing is important and it's highly needed. We need people that are willing to lead by example and to hold the people coming behind them to a standard. And you guys are doing that. And it, it makes me super fucking proud, dude. Appreciate Real that. Real talk. Hey, you never know who's watching. Yeah. I really so, appreciate that. Where can, the, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, really just, I mean, our company's called Kinfolk Home Loans out of Arizona. And then my Instagram is just Connor Cozen. And Cody's is just Cody Adams. Just cool. like it sounds. Go to your followers and type it in. Cool. Well, look, guys, if you guys have any questions about 75 Hard, you can get the entire program for free at episode 208. Uh, you get the Live Hard program there as well. That's another thing. A lot of people don't understand that 75 is just the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, I'm still going. I got yeah. December's phase three coming up. Yeah, that's the hardest one. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. Um, if you want the program, uh, it's episode 208. 
If you have any questions, man, you know, I'm sure uh, Connor would have uh, no problem answering you or telling you what he thinks. You know, hit him up in the DMs. Give him a follow. What's your Instagram one more time? Yeah, just Connor Cozen, C-O-N-N-O-R-C-O-Z-E-N. All right. Well, bro, appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you, you so much for everything you're doing, especially the leadership you guys are, are providing in the community. And uh, I'll see you again soon. Definitely. See All you right. soon. See you guys. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.